And welcome to the January 12th, 2007 edition of The Relevant Podcast, the audio companion to Relevant Magazine and relevantmagazine.com and, and relevant.tv. Mm, Honestly. Right. Expanding the family. Yeah. I'm, I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me is the Relevant Editorial Crew, Editorial Director Kara Davis. Hello. Managing Editor Adam Smith. Hello. And Web Content Producer Jesse Carey. Greetings, one and all. You guys are falling back in your ruts. Your greetings, ruts. There's only so many salutations. <laughs> yeah, they're really. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Uh, here's what's going on. Okay, I have a random trivia factoid about the fact that there's so few salutations out there. Did you know that the word "hello" was invented by Thomas Edison as a way to answer a telephone, like the proper greeting to use when answering a telephone? It, the word did not exist before Thomas Edison invented it. Alexander Graham Bell wanted to use "hoy hoy." Really? <laughs> I the, wish. I wish we could have. I I remember reading a while back about this guy who who was a Christian who he he had some story about the the these you know real ominous origins of the word hello. So he was starting a campaign to get the word heaveno in in broad circulation. To be joking, it was a while ago, but I honestly remember reading that heaveno. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that it, it did originate because Thomas Edison was a known Satan worshiper. Yeah. And he's had probably, a witch's coven. Yeah, he's, he's probably part of some Mason, you know, uh, founding father's cult or something, you know? And that was, their, like, that was their way to indoctrinate the yeah, masses with their, a new technology. Their way to pay homage to the black arts every time they answered the phone. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Not like the much more innocuous and godly, ahoy, hoy. <laughs> so where did hi come from? I have no idea. But I can name all the presidents. <laughs> well, like, what did, like in Shakespeare, how do people greet each other? Uh, good morrow. <laughs> I see. I like to go biblical, and that's why you know if you read you know Paul's letters, greetings to the church, and that's true. or dear brothers and he, sisters. Maybe I should he wrote do that it in Greek, though. Yeah, that's true. Maybe I could. Maybe I could start with dear brother and sisters, <laughs> brothers and sisters. I've thread about. I had the strangest dream about relevant last night. Did you see? It? Very funny. Did you see my uh, post? Yeah. My response to it. Can you read that? Yeah, because it's funny. So um, while we record the podcast, I I typically get bored. So does Kara. Kara puts her head down and naps. <laughs> I actually will just browse the internet <laughs> while Jesse and I continue to ramble. <laughs> That's a good description of dear, our podcast. Right there. Entertain one another. <laughs> <laughs> they're over there dancing around like monkeys and with our, monkeys. Kara's yeah. napping and I'm reading the internet. Our moms think we're funny. Yeah. And. Uh, and, and and my and my web browsing brought me upon the the relevant message boards just now, and there's a thread in the talk to relevant section that says I had the strangest dream about relevant, which piqued my curiosity. Yeah, it, I, I ran across it this morning actually. It's uh, by uh, a new user, a rookie named Hopchick, 
here it is. It says, this is absolutely true and a little scary. Last night I had the strangest dream in which for some reason I was in Orlando and dropped by the relevant offices. They were huge, the size of a large shopping mall. Yeah, that, that's so that's far so accurate. good. Cameron yeah. sat at the reception desk and challenged me to a game in which I would win a free shirt if I could name all five Best Picture nominees from the 1986 Oscars. 1986? I could only name four. In the dream, uh, in the dream, my four weren't the right answers to begin with. But Cameron and whoever he was joking around with said I didn't get anything if I couldn't remember the fifth. He claimed the fifth movie nominated was something called Mimic, starring Mel Gibson, that had a lot of buzz that year. He showed me the shirt. He showed me the shirt, which said 1986 Best Picture Nominees, and had listed five completely different and utterly ridiculous movie titles on it. Then he told me he wasn't giving me anything, and instead sent me on a self-guided tour of the offices. Well, the relevant offices have a huge gift shop, a record store, a small grocery, a cafe with coffee and pastries, a restaurant, and then this huge, loud cubicle area that felt like one of those newspaper offices from the movies. Uh Reporters running everywhere, typing things, etc. I remember looking looking for Jesse and not finding him and oh. I remember talking to some blonde girl who wasn't Kara but I thought she was <laughs> there was some more to it than that but that but it's all hazy I guess the message is that I subconsciously think Cameron likes to mess with people and that the offices are a sort of upper class paradise not sure where that came from well that came from reality and then Jess, <laughs> Jesse replied and said your dream was remarkably accurate in this envisioning of our offices that story about Cameron and the 1986 Oscars was actually my job interview <laughs> uh, that's great and, and Mimic was one heck of a film. <laughs> That's great. Some anti-Semitic undertones, but... Yeah. I and it lo- happened in the Australian Outback. Yeah. Danny Glover was in it. Yeah, it was a post-apocalyptic follow-up to the Mad Max <laughs> quadrilogy. And, and Lethal Weapon. It kind of combined <laughs> Mimic. It was good. Uh, it sounds more like Death Blow. <laughs> death Blow. Yeah. Uh, a little Seinfeld there. Um, what was it, I was going to say, what if we actually made the t-shirt? <laughs> the 1986 Oscars. Best, no, 1986 Best Picture nominees and five completely different and utterly ridiculous movie yeah. titles are on it. I'll it, tell you where we could get. Week. We could get the other four from <laughs> Seinfeld, like movies that they went to, the fake movies they used. Cry, to Cry, Cry Again. Yes. Yeah, Rochelle, 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 Rochelle. The I, other side of darkness. <laughs> Death Blow <laughs> and Mimic. <Yeah. laughs> cry, Cry Again. So. <laughs> so we Man, got I didn't even see you got, got the last already. death blow. <laughs> Was it the guy in the Hawaiian shirt? He was asking for it. <laughs> so we've got the shirt already. We've got, we've got the concept. Oh, you down. know what my favorite Seinfeld is? Prognosis negative. <laughs> yeah, All right. Well, and then the girl wrote back, and, or guy, or I would assume girl, hop chick. It could be chic. Chic. A very Someone chic guy. Is just, yeah. Is, it, is, the, is the K in bracketed parentheses? <laughs> <laughs> there is no K. It's chic. Oh. Uh, while I had Cameron there in my dream, I should have told him that he goes to the well of Gary Busey jokes too often these days, and that the Busey well would make an awesome band name. I want to well. put on the record that I am not the one referencing no, Busey. You're not. That's you're not. Adam. Yeah. Get to know your relevant podcast voices, people. Yeah, Adam's the Busey fiend. Yeah, yeah. I, I was actually guilty last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you comparing them Busey. their dental Joel Osteen, which Joel yeah. Osteen, and, uh, um, Busey. and he. It wasn't me, but someone last week brought him out with the uh, the bird thing. The bird. Um, <laughs> he was sitting on the blender. I, <laughs> let me go ahead and say 
that the Busey well is one that never runs dry. <laughs> and it's very deep. Yeah, there's no way you can go that well too much. Okay. I actually, I had a, someone emailed me and said they're, they're, they're in the Norfolk area and next time I'm in town, I can call them up and have a bird-free smoothie on them. <laughs> they would buy me one. Oh, that's it was nice very of kind of them. It's nice of them. Did you guys see that uh, we got an email from Andrew Fell uh, from Bakersfield, California? Is he okay? And <laughs> he fell in Bakersfield. It's not funny. There's cliffs there. Does this Bakersfield hmm, have prairie dogs? Anyway, he said uh, he was at his church on Christmas Eve, and his brother got up to go to the bathroom. And once he got back, he was like, dude, there's some celebrity guy back there. And it was Gary... Busey, oh, you wow. have got Just, to be kidding. He me. went to church on Christmas Eve. That's I can nice. only was assume. he by himself. Um, doesn't say. He just said, I, "I just thought I'd let you know there was a spotting." Wow! I put five bucks on. It was actually Nick Nolte. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because if Nick Nolte lets himself go a little, he looks just like Gary Busey. Yeah. And, and what you don't realize is that um, Kara is a compulsive gambler, and we actually have a lot of simultaneous <laughs> pools going on in the office. Yeah, so she really did just put five. She yeah, threw it out in the middle on of the, the table. table. Yeah. <laughs> so she's yeah. She's going to drive to Bakersfield to actually find Busey <laughs> and question him. Where were you at Christmas Eve? <laughs> All right, so let's get started with the podcast. And uh, <laughs> so, in, in summation, hello, ahoy, ahoy, heaven, oh, young. Coming out in theaters tonight, we have a few: uh, Primeval, starring Orlando Jones and Dominic Purcell. Okay, here, here's can I make a comment about that movie? Sure. Yeah. Okay, you know all the commercials where it's like the world's most deadly serial killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know it's an alligator. You claims 300 no, victims. No. Are you serious? Yes. Are Gustav you serious? or whatever. Spoiler alert, Jesse. No. no it, they, they're trying to disguise that because they, they used to be called like Blood Gator or something. They realize how stupid this yeah, movie is. Yeah, and so they're like, well, it's too late. Let's just make people think they're going to see something about like Hannibal Lecter, and it's an alligator. Oh, my gosh. Are you serious? Yeah, it's about a hunt. It's about a real life hunting expedition. Yeah, it, they've been they've been advertising okay. it like the world's most deadly serial killer and claimed three hundred victims, sure. and he's still, still alive. Yeah, and it actually is based on a true story. There was a team of scientists that went into a war torn area to investigate this crocodile, mm-hmm. and it had claimed three. It had killed like three hundred people. Okay. Also coming out, Alpha Dog, uh, starring Justin Timberlake and NSYNC. That actually looks interesting. <laughs> Bruce Willis is in it, too. Uh, when, when young, high-rolling pot dealer Johnny True Love, which is Emil Hirsch, abducts the little brother of his business rival, he sets into motion a chain of events that soon spins wildly out of control. Uh, police and FBI are involved, blah, blah, blah. So um, it's not fun for the whole family. Yeah, it's, yeah. Re- it's actually a really controversial film because... As th- this is an, this is a true story, and it had not been solved when production started. Like, really, they were still at large. They're still looking for the crocodile. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of people were afraid, like you know, because it's based on like a horrible crime that really happened, and a lot of people were like, "You're glamorizing this co- crime and making it look good." And the producer of the film actually got access somehow to the crime file while it was still an open case. They f- since the movie is wrapped, they found. Uh, you know the bad guy in real life, Justin Timberlake. Uh, yeah. yeah, is it Justin Timberlake? We can character? all we can rest <laughs> easy because Justin Timberlake is off the streets. Well, yeah, he's no longer roaming the streets yeah. at night. He's, Justin um, Timberlake has been apprehended. Good. Yeah. you heard it here first. So, 
Uh, Stomp the Yard is coming out. Oh, yes. And Step dance. I will be there opening night. Oh, heck yeah. They're going to be stomping the yard in slow-mo. It's going to be incredible. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward There's to this. There's going to be serious backflips. I know. I'm looking forward to this movie. Yeah. Is, is it about prison? No, it's like stomp. Step st- like Like stepping. Um, like uh, black fraternities do step. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. It's that. What's yeah. the but, yard? Is it football? No, the the yard like the, would be uh, like the campus, like like the quad at, at Florida or, State. It was always like the student union that like okay. people do step dances. But this is like cool. uh, a, a young kind of street guy like gets involved and he like takes stepping to another level because he brings in like street break dancing and whatever, right. and then they end up going to the big stepping like championship yeah. and so every, uh, I, I every it's basically music movie ever made. Yeah, I, yeah I've it's heard, bring it on. It's uh <laughs> drum, it's, drum line. Yeah. Well I've actually heard the there, there's a Gooding Jr. Christian movie. <laughs> the choir. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, I, exactly. I, the last temptation. Yeah. The fighting temptations. The last temptation. It's a reimagining. But I've heard they actually got a sequel in place where Antonio Banderas comes in to teach to uh, ballroom. ballroom. Yeah, to, to some, teach street to, toughs. <laughs> the a combination between step and ballroom. What's so yeah. sad is it sounds so absurd, but it was actually a movie. Yeah, it was recently. <laughs> it's it's going to be called Stomp the Ballroom. <laughs> Um, also coming out, Miss Potter, starring Renee Zellweger and Ewan McCallan. Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor! Emily Watson and others. And uh, Arthur and the Invisibles, CGI movie, which doesn't look very good. Uh, coming out in stores on Tuesday, albums coming out. The stars of track and field with Centuries Before Love and War. Which and actually is a cool out record. And Stacey Rico with Beautiful Awakening on Virgin. Oh. Some Virgin. <laughs> so that'll do it for entertainment releases. Next up, Slices. And when the land slides And when the planets die That's when I come back When I come back to you You're listening to Pleasure. The song is Back to You. It's playing now at Relevant.tv. At the beginning of the podcast, you actually heard the format with the song Dog Problems, which is the featured video over at Relevant TV this week, and it is an awesome video. It's the f- hilarious. The format is awesome. So tune in over at Relevant.tv. And now with Slices, here's Kara Davis. Wednesday, President Hugo Chavez. I Hugo. <laughs> I believe it's Sh- Chavez. Okay. <laughs> this is on the first syllable. Hugo Chavez. You guys say it yeah, really nasally. Shut too. up, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> he was sworn in for a new six-year term Wednesday, and... Wow. Promising to accelerate Venezuela's transformation into a socialist state. With his right hand raised, he declared, Fatherland, socialism, or death, I swear it. Which was, um, he was invoking Fidel Castro's famous call to arms. And he also alluded to Jesus, saying, I swear by Christ, the greatest socialist in history. You know, I I have stopped buying Sitgo gas. Because of Venezuela? Yeah, it's a state-owned company i did not know that and in fact ever since his uh and really inflammatory remarks about the u.s and, and whatnot a lot of companies um including 7-eleven have made plans or announced plans to end business with sitgo and start switching over to other yeah. oil companies see i'm with i'm with pat robertson on this one this whole 
just kidding. <laughs> oh my I'm just kidding. It's it's you know he frightened. he's the one who you know Hugo Chavez is the one that Pat Robertson got in trouble for. Hugo Hugo Chavez is the one that he got in trouble for. Suggesting we, we assassinate. Yeah. He's going to go down there and scissor kick him. <laughs> kick, kick his head clean off. One kick. I'll tell you. If, like those Rock'em Sock'em robots? Yeah. yeah. Only he, with, his, with legs. his legs. Yeah. If you sent Robertson and Van Damme anywhere, there would be a lot yeah. of kick and trouble. Did, did you know Pat Robertson <laughs> once kicked the head off of a lion? <laughs> kicked it off. As he was shepherding? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. One of the big stories this week, um, a lot of you guys might be paying attention to, is both Macworld and the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. They've gone head-to-head. Um, and it's funny because a lot of the, the people things that people are excited about are similar products. Just one is Apple and one is everything else. Um, um, everyone's all jazzed up about. Have you guys seen the iPhone? Any of the pictures online? Yeah. Last yes. night, last night I spent about forty-five minutes going through the interactive demonstration and signing up for it. It is so cool. I am amazed. I, I cannot wait. I am saving up now. So by the time it comes out, I'll be yeah. able to get one. It, it uses a new technology where it's all a display screen, and it's supposed to be more accurate than anything ever created. It's, just, it's a smart screen where, like, if there's inadvertent touches and stuff, it ignores it. Yeah. And, and it only... What? Okay, get this. You're holding it vertically, and you're watching your video, mm-hmm. you're browsing your iTunes vertically. You hold, Then you turn the phone sideways, it knows it, and flips everything mm-hmm. to be a landscape. Yeah. Like, a, like some of you have digital cameras that can do that. This has the same kind of deal. What I'm excited about is Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could... Browse the it, full internet. It's basically yeah. having an iBook. On the size of a cell phone, it it um it runs OS X. It's a full yeah. functioning OS X. It uh it it also has things like you know the just the phone. The QWERTY keyboard is actually on the screen. Yeah. Um, it the thing is like eleven millimeters thin. It's thinner than almost any phone on the market today, including the Blackjack. And, and I was having a conversation with some of the guys here yesterday about you know the price tag is around five hundred bucks. Um, but you know, you pay how much for your video iPod? You know, it's kind of it's pretty comparable, and you you can do so much more. But I got to mention this too, real quick. That at the Consumer Electronics Show, not to be outdone by Steve Jobs, Nokia had j- announced their new product, which is a collaboration with Visa. And their their vision, you know, because I guess Apple is trying to have all your media you could ever want in the palm of your hand. Basically, your laptop and your cell phone. Well, Visa and Nokia want your wallet as your cell phone. So it, your cell phone has your credit card information. So when you go to the grocery store, you don't pull out your wallet. You pull out your cell phone, scan it in a credit card machine, and it pays for your transactions. Mark of the Beast. The thing that Apple does so brilliantly is they actually invent new categories of consumer electronics. Like, nobody had done something like the iPod. Yeah. Well, they've always done that. And everything else has been a reaction to that. To them, right. This iPhone is stunning. You know, the limitations of only being a 4 or 8 gig is negative considering how media-rich it's supposed to be. But it's it's a flash memory. So, as memory technology advances, you'll be able to upgrade your memory. So, that'll be good. One thing that uh, Steve Jobs said, I think the phrase, like you were saying, just talking about how Apple's mantra, he said this product leapfrogs 
everything yeah. that's it, been created before. It truly it's they've true. always done. It looks like a, a space age device. I mean, it's yeah. unbelievable. I, I can't wait. Yeah, you even like you look at Windows operating systems, and the newest Windows operating system basically stole everything from the last iteration of oh, Mac yeah. operating yeah. system. Yeah. You know, every throughout every iteration of Windows operating system, it's like, oh, this looks like the OS two years ago. You know, the yeah. cool thing about this too, you know, from a you don't want to be materialistic standpoint, is that the beauty I think of what Apple's doing is actually simplifying um, all these gadgets and things. We don't need to get, uh, you know, maybe even a laptop and an iPod and a cell phone and whatever. You add all that stuff up and, you know, buying one small compact unit is actually, from a stewardship standpoint, more wise and and, and just as productive and just as effective. It's remote control for your life. Mm. I mean, truthfully, it is. And so that's what I love about it is the simplicity of it. I can actually unchain myself from a lot of stuff. And it actually, you know, it has push technology email. It has, you know, obviously all your phone stuff, but it has Google Maps, it has full web browsing, it has yeah. everything you need in there. Now, there's a couple things that aren't ideal. It's on Singular, but it's on their Edge uh, network, not their new 3G broadband network. So yeah. that's not ideal. But as far as what they're doing, innovating and consolidating, I mean, I, I'm, I couldn't be more yeah, excited I, about it. I think it. the product's going to be awesome when it comes out. I, I might personally wait... Because Let them work the bugs as out. with yeah. the iPod, like the first generation are beyond obsolete right now. You, sure. you know, you can't even use them. You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, honestly, if the wise the wise money would be wait till version two. Yeah, but because inevitably, especially with Apple products, because they're so experimental. Right. The first, the first one that you there, you know, you hear about recall. Yeah. Like, remember the old iPods were having battery freakouts and yeah. stuff, you know, yeah. and even uh, Power Books now are they're having exploding. these battery meltdowns, you know. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, it's true. I mean, the smart money is the same thing with cars. Any new car, don't yeah. buy the first year. Let them work out the bugs by the second year. But, you know, I just love how our lives are getting more simple. I love how everything's converging, mm-hmm. and it's like you buy one thing, you don't have to buy four things. And that's that's really cool. I, I, I like that. I'm I'm still really hoping for Apple to do some kind of, like, cyborg body parts, <laughs> like the eye arm. Or something. <laughs> the I.I. Okay, speaking of <laughs> announcements this week, did you guys hear about GM's announcement about the electric car coming out in 20, yes. 2010? Yes. Yeah. That, that, to me, it was really interesting. On the way home last night, NPR was interviewing the president of GM, and they were kind of nailing him on some stuff because, you know, obviously they got blasted for their discontinuation of the EV1 electric car. And the difference in this electric car concept, which came out this week, is that it would go the first 40 miles on a plugged-in charge. You plug it in at night, and then after 40 miles, it would switch to gas, which is actually the perfect, in my opinion, the perfect Mm -hmm. electric car, because if you want to go on a road trip, you could, and use... The gasoline right. infrastructure. You're just driving around town. Yeah, you're not going to go 40 miles in a day, yeah. so you yeah. you're on pure electricity. Yeah. So you're like four cents a gallon versus you know two dollars. That's yeah. great. Uh, so the NPR interviewer was like, "So you guys have had all this negative press about you know the discontinuation of the EV1 and all this stuff. So you know the skeptics would say that this is just you guys putting out this prototype out there to kind of just assuage the negative press." And prototypes usually don't come into production. Mm-hmm. So what guarantees are you making to the consumers out there that you're going to follow through on this car and have it on the roads by 2010? Wow. And he was like him and hawing all around it. And he's like, well, if you think that we're doing it as a publicity stunt, that's just ignorant. Da, da, da. We have 12 hybrid models on the car. He never answered the question. Wow. wow. 
So I wouldn't hold my breath, although I think it's a genius idea. Yeah, here's the thing, though. At that uh, trade show, all of the big automakers came out and said it has now become financially advantageous to produce green vehicles yeah. you know yeah well the battery before, prices have dropped so dramatically right and the, the technology's the, there and the consumer demand has gone up so much it was like before it's like well, why are we going to make eco-friendly vehicles kindness yeah you know like why mm-hmm. what's what's the motivation will yeah yeah but now it's actually and and sadly that's what it takes with corporations well, it's financially advantageous for them to do it yeah and and it was actually a, a big theme of the Detroit of the international auto show up in Detroit this past week too like all the people that went like all the reporters and all that they got green water bottles and their press kits were all green and it was like they were actually now it's being like marketed you know that's cool yeah and the, the thing that GM said about this prototype was that it's the first Ele- truly electric car that the consumer doesn't have to uh, sacrifice performance or comfort or style or quality because they want to have an electronic car. Whereas right. the EV1 was like, I'm riding in a go kart. Yeah, it's a golf because, cart. Yeah. yeah. So I will well have a Segway to go to work. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, that helmet. would be awesome, actually. <laughs> so, you know, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And, you know, truthfully, if, if they really follow through on this, uh, I could see it revolutionizing the industry, you know. Good for them. Uh, A little bit of sad news. The man responsible for creating uh, one of everyone's favorite cartoons, Scooby-Doo, has passed away. This uh, guy actually had a very interesting life. His name is Iwao Takamoto. He died at 81. Now, he was born and raised in the United States, but during World War II ended up in a Japanese internment camp uh, with his family. And while he was there, kind of uh, ran across a couple of other internees who were amateur cartoonists. And he'd never thought about cartooning before, but he went on to work for Disney, uh, for Hanna-Barbera, invented all kinds of characters for them, Scooby-Doo and all that. Uh, and most recently was the vice president of Warner Brothers Animation. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so he had a pretty so amazing that's a pretty fast. That'd be yeah. a cool biopic, you yeah. know? I think I'd see that. And, and he would have gotten yeah. away with it, too, if it hadn't been for those meddling kids. <laughs> Did he run an old abandoned uh, amusement park? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, where where he was like spooking kids with holograms yeah. to cover up some sort of treasure. That, that's, yeah. a great, that's a great irony behind all this. <laughs> Is it? Yes, he Mr. was. Mr. Takamoto actually did run a spooky amusement park. <laughs> Well, it's stem cell research, which I feel like is a, is a relatively uh, is a subject of, of pretty high interest. The the controversy surrounding stem cell research is actually that scientists would have to up to now they say with embryonic stem cell research destroy embryos, which some argue you know is actually the you know human life at its most base form. But they scientists have recently discovered that amniotic fluid donated by pregnant women hold the same stem cells that embryonic stem cells do and it doesn't destroy a life yeah so it's a, it's a pretty significant i think this is a huge breakthrough for people on both both sides of the issue yeah because it, it really tears down kind of the moral wall that you know no longer do you even have to mess with uh embryos or destroy them right there's a way to safely secure stem cells which it's actually a huge breakthrough is there a risk of miscarriage if they were to stick a needle in your belly and take out amniotic fluid well it's the same thing as an amniocentesis which right there's a risk of miscarriage Hmm. yeah Um, as a downer 
<laughs> well, no, well, here it says, they reported that they were able to extract stem cells from the fluid, which cushions the babies in the womb without harm to the mother or the fetus, and in turn, their discovery into several different tissue cell types, including brain, liver, and bone. Yeah, I mean, if it is safe, you know, if it is something that's safe, then that's just huge leaps forward as far as research for spinal injuries, yeah. you know, Alzheimer's disease. So, I, you know, if it is indeed safe, then that's a big leap forward in, in ethically yeah, you know, exactly. advancing medicine. I have two semi-slices, uh, one of them being that 2006 was recorded to be the warmest year on record for the U.S., 2.2 wow. degrees above average. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, worldwide, it was the sixth warmest year on yeah. record, but... Well, I... I and Take that, Al Gore. I don't, yeah. I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, I actually read... You I, were right, right, Al Gore. <laughs> Take that confirmation. Well, Al there's Gore. actually... A lot of scientists are saying that, though they, they aren't discounting global warming, that this year... It's they, more El Nino. Yeah, that, that they actually predicted this because of unique global weather patterns, including... El Nino. And, and, and they're predicting 2007 is going to be hot, too. But weather predictions on the year are usually false because they predicted that it would be the most active hurricane season ever in yeah. 2006. And there was like two. Yeah. You know, so that was a little off. But it's hot. I, so there's one semi-slice. Okay. Let's okay. hear another. The second one, congratulations are are deserved by the Florida Gators for mm-hmm. winning the national mm-hmm. college football championship this past week. Mm-hmm. As a lifelong Gator fan and part of the Gator Nation, I just wanted to, uh, <laughs> you know, Urban Meyer thanked us after the game. Yeah, and, personally. Uh, I just wanted to uh, acknowledge my boys. They, they brought it home. Co-champion simultaneous between college basketball and college football first time ever one school it's kind of a good good year here in florida and ohio well, state has been comp- it's a good year for some people <laughs> that's true well and ohio state has been completely deflated since losing uh, the national championship game their basketball team lost a pretty bad game too yeah that's true their students all failed <laughs> yeah every quiz was failed yeah, yeah this week. remarkable yeah the campus caught on fire uh, you know, that. I got to tell you, going in that game, not my wildest dreams, what I have thought would happen would happen. Especially I, not, after the first six seconds. No, seriously, like, I, I had hoped my boys would win. I, I, I had the jersey on. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm mentally focused. I'm honed in. But never would I have guessed. It was, it was just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And to me, it came down to coaching. To me, Urban Meyer's game plan was perfect, and and Trestle's game plan, he did not adapt for what the Gators did. Yeah, never trust a man in a sweater vest. Yeah. My gosh, a more interesting game would have been Florida and Boise State. That would know? have been crazy. Yeah. The thing is that there's, there's such inequity as far as the conferences go and the conference schedules go because, you know, Ohio State plays in the Big Ten. And there's no one in the Big Ten except for Michigan. Right. Florida, who, you know, Ohio State dominates all year, looks great. Florida, who just squeaks by, well, they play in the toughest conference in the nation. Right. And don't get me wrong, I hate the Gators. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, He's hate speaking them. the truth, he hates them. But they play in the hardest conference in the nation, and they're squeaking by. Those wins, to me, meant a lot more than Ohio State dominating horrible teams all year. And I'm going to just throw this out there. I know not all listeners are going to want to hear it. East Coast schools dominate college sports across the board. Well, USC, though. Uh, USC, they didn't win this year. Texas. USC is a paper tiger. Yeah, exactly. Even when they were winning? When they went like 39 in a row or something? Paper tiger. Really? They're playing in the Pac-10. Yeah. 
You guys, we have oh, some. Oh, watch West, out for we have, Pepperdine. Yeah. We have some national <laughs> exactly. ownership here. Hey, hey, what happened? To, uh, to ask him what happened this year. But listen, yeah, when, listen when Florida got a chance to play, to play powerhouses like Gonzaga, <laughs> but, <laughs> but the uh, the top three high school states for football are Texas, California, and then Florida. I mean, there's good football being played. Oh, I'm not the saying I'm not saying uh, there's not good football in I high school. I th- I'm saying in college sports, I think there's more speed in the East Coast, in that the speed negates the grinded out style that the Midwest schools play or the Big Ten plays, and then the West Coast. I agree, they're they're soft. But mm-hmm. I know, and it's, it has nothing to do with the high school. I mean, but a lot of Florida has a couple of Texas guys who went to high school in Texas. That's true. Every East Coast school does. That's true because they play Texas football. You know, for those of you who can't see, Kara is actually <laughs> laying in a sleeping bag on the floor, like snoring. <laughs> we went from like a different language for me. <laughs> we went from CNET to uh, Sports, Sports Illustrated. <laughs> We're guys, yeah. and Kara. <laughs> so those are my two semi slices. And I guess on that note, that'll wrap up Slices. Up next, a very special, unprecedented segment that will never be repeated again. Stay tuned. You're listening to Family Force 5. The song is Love Addict. It's playing right now on Relevant TV. Their website looks like a 13-year-old boy's trapper keeper. <laughs> okay, quick quick change of plans in the last 20 seconds. Okay. We are not going to do the epic thing that we uh, will never do again in this segment. We're oh. going to we're going to end it with that. Oh. Okay. Kara has to go to a Lionel Richie concert, so she may <laughs> have, so she may have to step out here in a few minutes. So we want to cover the real heavy-hitting stuff. Is he still alive? Well, wow, you're yes. seeing him in concert tonight, so... <laughs> it could be like that Elvis tour they did, where mm, they blow him yeah, up real big on yeah. the screen. I heard, uh, isn't Linda Ronstadt opening tonight? <laughs> yes. Sounds that would like be, be awesome. Be and then she comes out for, like, the encore, and they sing Endless Love together. Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he, wow. he does Aaron Neville's part. Yeah. 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 I don't know much, <laughs> but I know I love you. <laughs> you sound like Will Ferrell doing the guy from inside the actor's studio. <laughs> James Lipton? Yeah. James you Lipton. sound like Will Ferrell doing James Lipton. <laughs> doing Aaron Neville? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, always, I always think that James Lipton is paralyzed from the waist down. <laughs> but they, they, just like, they just scoot the desk out there. Yeah. They just scoot him. By the greatest film ever made by humans. It's like looking into the face of God and seeing... Seeing him smile back and say, you are my most beautiful creation. (laughs) (laughs) By humans, ever. (laughs) All right. Um, So right now we're going to do feedback. And then we will do the most amazing thing ever to happen on the podcast. According to James Lipton. According to James Lipton. It it will be be like looking at the face of Kara and her looking (laughs) Seeing her smile back from her throne. She is here. She is now. She is Kara. <laughs> <laughs> she is life. <laughs> I love it. There's actually a, a simple yet elegant eight foot tall bronze statue of Kara <laughs> in the vault. But if it's of her, of course, it's simple and elegant. Yeah. That's Aww. right. And there's an eternal flame. 
it goes with it. <laughs> the interns are oftentimes overcome by the gas fumes. <laughs> but, There's no circulation. Yeah, but because it's a vault, they cannot breathe well. Yeah, but There's an know, emergency we want hatch. to pay homage in the right way. By, air, by well, emergency don't under, air People hatch. don't understand. This, this place that we're in was a former credit card processing facility. So there's a 40 by 20 or 15 foot uh, bank vault, like full lead metal bank vault, huge door. And it is actually where we put our interns. The yeah. interns work in there. And when Cameron says there is an emergency air hatch, it is about the size of a silver dollar and has a fan that <laughs> yes, the batteries haven't yeah. been replaced yeah. since we've been here. You basically have to put your mouth on it and suck <laughs> air through from the other side. So if you get locked in, interns have to take turns. It's like a snorkel. Breathing. Yeah. Yes. You're acting, you like, you're acting like that's a problem. No, you well, guys, just it was the gas film fumes fill the room. It becomes harder and harder. It's like that show that, that we, ill-advised... We want to see how bad they want it. Yeah, it's that ill-advised Fox reality show where they lock them all into yeah. the basement. And, yeah. You know. So, your feedback. Last week, we had two questions. One was, uh, what do you think 2007 should be named? We need a slogan. And uh, the other one was, I want to know what your re- new, new Year's resolutions are. Uh, an, an example of slogans would be here in the relevant offices in 2003 we had uh, a snappy slogan clutter free in 2003 <laughs> uh, it didn't quite take so going into 2004 we had messes no more in 2004 uh, that didn't quite take so in 2005 we just gave up but we're looking for something in 2007 Kara said closer to heaven in 2007 so uh, we're looking for yeah. some others I say bread without leaven in 2007 so you're more of a tortilla guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or be friends with Kevin in 2000. <laughs> Jay Budzilowski says Pat Robertson goes to heaven in 2007. Oh. 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 That's just mean. That is. Wow, I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe it's nice. Maybe, maybe, maybe Hugo Chavez nice. I mean, wrote that in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hugo. It's Hugo Chavez. He's been formulating that for about eight months now. <laughs> Rich Douglas has a few that they don't, they don't rhyme, but I think that they're very good slogans for the year. One of them is, kangaroo boxing is cruel to humans. Um, another one is, badger, it's what's for dinner. <laughs> um, I like that one. Here's, here's something that he talks about coming in 2007, the relevant podcast movie, in color and stereo. Uh, it's wait, wait, is this a slogan or a resolution? I believe it's a protracted <laughs> slogan. Um, That's awful. It, it, wait, wait, wait till you hear the, the idea, okay? Now, granted, we have to put this into production and get it out by December of this year for it to be relevant. Um, <laughs> for but, it to be a resolution. Right. Uh, but it stars the four of us on a quest to Beaver Island uh, to find the lost interns who have been captured by the dastardly... Gary Busey, and we're aided by the infamous oh, Callahan McIver and his hilarious sidekick, Woolsey. I got one from Kevin Sneed. More girls should date Kevin in 2007. <laughs> See, I, like I can one. get behind yeah. that slogan. Yeah, well I like that. Kevin in 2007. <laughs> Kevin, you're in contention to be a winner this year. Yeah. Okay. Um, Meredith McKnight wrote in with her snappy, witty, rhyming slogan called 2007, Seek Truth and Serve Others. Oh, that's it's sad. A, it's a good one. That was a good Seek one. truth and serve others. It's we'll not a that. slogan for no, the year. I mean, I mean, we'll, we'll do that. It's supposed to be words to live by for it's the a, year. Yeah, it we'll should do rhyme, that, though. But more girls should date Kevin in 2007 <laughs> is what that comes down to. 
<laughs> if you're really going to seek truth, well, along, and serve others, and serve, serve others. Kevin. Yeah. Well, Jamie Wilson, uh, this is her a brilliant MySpace comment that she adapted for her 2007 comment: "More perks, fewer jerks." Yeah, but then rhyme with Evan. Well, you've got about five words in the English language that do. <laughs> that was the challenge. And we exhausted. Them. Yeah, and one of them happened to be Heaven and Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> what, That's on how there. about how about Watch the Almighty Evan in two thousand seven? Oh, yeah. I like it. Buy the DVD of Lucky Number Eleven in two thousand seven. <laughs> how about Manna from Heaven in two thousand seven? Oh, I, I do have a couple resolutions from Casey, uh, and and these are, these are good. I'll paraphrase them. Be more intelligent in relationships take control of my finances and eat more often because of the healthy reasons and stop dropping F-bombs. So there you go, Casey. I like, I like yeah. where you're heading there, guy. If you're a guy. <laughs> if you're a girl, you shouldn't be saying F-bombs. Dude, Not that, that it's okay for guys. That's what? That's a yeah, t-shirt. Wait a second. Wait a second. What are you talking about? I'm just saying I don't hear a lot of girls drop F-bombs as I do with guys. It's a t-shirt. <sighs> stop dropping F-bombs in 2007. <laughs> you're saying it's somehow more permissible. No, I didn't say it's more permissible. I don't, I'm just saying standard. I don't hear it often He's a with girls. Jesse's a sexist. <sighs> Jim Judd said, my resolution is to take at least one new photo every single day. I'm trying to vary what I take it of, so at the end of the year, I can get them printed out as a poster. 365 small photos on one big poster. With my job, I'm in a new city every week, so this is a great way to document my travels. Uh, Chad Smith, I'm a, in it. And his, his email address is Groove Smith. And so he could be the drummer for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I'm not sure. He probably is. Yeah, he probably is. But it says here he's a, a youth slash music pastor. I haven't, I haven't kept up with Chad Smith from the Chili Peppers. Who he knows? could be doing that. Because his, uh, <laughs> his re- resolution is stop waiting for God to do something amazing in my life and do something amazing for God. I think there's a 70 to 80% chance that that's the guy from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> I'll email him back. and uh, I think it's 73.4. Wow. That's probably right on the I money. just did some quick calculations. Yeah, it's probably right my on my iPhone. Sean Williams says back in 2000, he made a resolution to give up wearing white socks. And he, it's been seven years. He's been free of white oh, socks. Wow. Here's what I, I saw that one. I'm, I'm figuring the guy's not athletic. Because right. how are you going to play basketball with black socks? Well, they do, you know. Well, I guess if you have black shoes on, yeah. black sneakers. Ugh. Regardless, it's impressive. <laughs> if he's wearing dress socks every day, that's impressive. I should make a resolution to wear black socks once in 2007. <laughs> I saw one uh, earlier that, that someone's resolution was to clear their inbox down to zero. Wow. Yeah. It, that would be literally impossible unless I hit select all slash delete. Yeah, yeah that, and that I'd my stomach similar. would, I, I would, that would be horrible. Would yeah. you want to keep some emails for documentation? I, I, I keep it. I right time. now, looking at my inbox, have, after spam, cleared out 834 unread emails. Unread. Unread. Wow. 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 How many, do you know how many you just have in your inbox? And you had them completely erased not too long ago. About nine, nine months ago, probably. Was it that long um, ago? I have 17,819 in my inbox total. All right, well, that'll do it for your feedback. Now, with this week's Editorial Question of the Week. Editorial Question of the Week. Hey. What gadget would you like to see invented? Oh, that's a that good one. That's a good one. Mm. I, Extra I, credit points for Craft of the Week. 
I would love to see some sort of phone apparatus with a touch screen that could play all my media <laughs> and communication. Sadly, no such apparatus <laughs> exists. I just I, want my entertainment and communication simplified like I that. would like to see the same thing combined with a weed eater. <laughs> see, because I, but what if you accidentally hold it up to your ear to answer the call? You press oh the wrong button. Yeah. Well, there's some you bugs, no longer have there's some ear. bugs that have to be worked out, <laughs> arguably. But oftentimes, while doing landscaping, I want all my technology at my fingertips. I, you you doing landscaping in your apartment where you have no yard? I I admit it's not normal. <laughs> <laughs> Mine, my, I have two. Um, first is hoverboard. <laughs> Much like in Back to the Future, Let which I and go. my second is Terminator Eye. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen it on the movies. When will it become? So I'm looking at Adam, and if I close one eye, all I see is like everything is red. All reddish. the data about him. Yeah, and I I know what size pants he's wearing. You know what year he was born. Fingerprints, his name, hospital records. So how much number. alcohol content yeah. is currently yeah, exactly. in the system. Oh, because of the sweat it's of his palms and yeah. his dilated pupils. So so <laughs> if I can't have a hoverboard, I'll take a Terminator eye. <laughs> yeah, uh, let the hoverboard go. I think we should have a no more hoverboards in 2007 as the model. <laughs> I refuse that. Uh, yeah, I only, see only in hopes that it will help them down the road to get us to Asuna. You know, like maybe if maybe if the, they stop trying to push them to the line in 2007, they can really make some breakthroughs. Yeah, and get them to us in 08. Yeah. Stop pressuring them so <laughs> yeah. that they can feel free to just create. Yeah, and then you also get those crappy ones. I put them in slices a little while ago. That was the most impractical thing I've yeah, ever it's seen. It's like riding on a lawnmower, like a, riding on a push mower. <laughs> yeah, you know? it was so stupid. But a Terminator eye, on the other hand, that would be good. But that's not something you came up with. Uh, well, <laughs> not that not, you're consumers. Not like a weed-eating iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> True. Maybe a more practical application, Adam, would be a nose hair trimming iPhone. Because it's a smaller blade, same principle, but it grooms you. The phone's oh. already in that general area. Yeah, right. uh, here's the thing. <laughs> that doesn't really help me with my landscaping endeavors. Okay. <laughs> well, it could if you had very small weeds. I got it. I would go for hedge trimmers because I like to make topiaries. You know what? I would, I would, I would invent a gadget, a Terminator, like one that I could program. Jesse, again, John you Connor. did not come up with this idea. <laughs> Jesse Kari. But wait a second. It'd be one that I built. <laughs> yeah. And now that we're talking about it, I'm hard at work at yeah. one. <laughs> Kara, what about you? I just want more comfortable earbuds. For what? For listening devices. Hmm. Like, they hurt my ears. Like the ones you put inside your ears? Yes. All right. So um, yours is very unimaginative. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse's copying a movie. Wait, twice. <laughs> I have stolen Steve Mine's Jobs' thunder, and Adam was something that could kill him. <laughs> so. Well, here's the trick, Kara. It can all of a sudden become very imaginative if you combine it with something. Right. I want comfortable <laughs> earbuds attached to a, a, a Terminator. A <laughs> A little backpack sized Terminator that can you can carry well, around no, your he shoulders. He would just run with me because oh. you know he with can his, run really his fast. His fingers are the earbuds, and he's actually holding them in your ears, <laughs> running behind you. It's, it's incredibly impractical, but it's comfortable. Yeah. What if you could drop an earbud in your coffee and it warmed it up? No, that's practical. Oh. 
There's only thing worse than a wet willy. It's a warm wet yeah. willy. Oh. Okay. There's coffee uh, in that. I would like my iPod to be able to sync with my microwave <laughs> to tell me like what I warmed up last and for how long. <laughs> Did I eat Wendy's twice yesterday? <laughs> that way I'd be able to ascertain that. Mm-hmm. If well, I microwave. Well, or what if the microwave played like ringtones instead of yeah <sighs> yeah if it just played some kind of fun little tune whilst it warmed up my food well right. if you had a terminator eye and say you glance over at the microwave and it's like you know says still has hot pocket in there from last week it's like oh i forgot about that <laughs> thanks terminator eye let me go throw that away or eat it because <laughs> no that it's is, probably still hot <laughs> yeah you're is, waiting for it to cool down yeah still cooling next week <laughs> Yeah, the Terminator, still frozen I, in the, middle, the Terminator I would tell you the exact temperature. Of yeah, the exactly. It's good. The Terminator I is really one of the superior sci-fi inventions, you know. But again, you did not come up with it. That's true. <laughs> but my applications, I never saw it used as determining <laughs> used the temperature good. of a hot, hot pocket. That is true. Which right. I think scientists are still baffled by about its temperature retaining capabilities. They're <laughs> <laughs> right. insulating the spaceship with them. <laughs> Stop. All right, that, that'll do it for your feedback. And with this, we bid adieu to Kara, who's off to see Lionel Richie. <laughs> and after the break, and Linda an down. unprecedented event is going to take place. A one-time-only occurrence. There's no precedent for it. Stay tuned. You're listening to Snowden. The song is Anti Anti. Like, not like, like your hu- uncle and Anti. It's A N T I. Against being against. Very Snowden, uh, now playing over at relevant.tv. So, what's about to happen here, folks, is we are going to bust out and open and take the plastic seal off of the Joel Osteen game, Your Best Life Now, inspired by the number one New York Times bestseller. Your Best Life Now. We are going to play Your Best Life Now, the game. And uh, I don't know if you can play with three people, but we're going to figure it out. And uh, what we'll probably do, because I'm assuming this can be like Monopoly and take six hours, we will just play highlights. Yeah. And then again, we also may just get bored and, 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 stop. and stop. And start doing cocaine off the little mirror. Uh, now, <laughs> oh, it, we need to describe yeah, uh, everything to people. Okay. What are you unpacking, Jesse? Right now, I just unfolded a game board. And on this game board is a large, majestic mountain scene. With sun Covered. breaking through the clouds. Yeah. Covered in hexagons. It is like it is like a photographic Bob Ross painting. Okay. Uh, that's how I describe it. Okay, so it starts off with hexagons on some sort of path. Uh, the first stop is number one in larger vision. The next stop is develop a healthy self-image, followed by discover the power of your thoughts and words. Four. Let go of the past. Five, find strength through adversity. Six, live to give. And seven, choose to be happy. Now, granted, between each of these steps, there's quite a climb up this mountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't it's a direct about- path to uh, your best life now. It's, you- there's some challenges. Yeah, yeah, and if you'll notice, the path actually leads above the mountain by several <laughs> thousand feet to what I can only assume is heaven. There is a critical design flaw. So you win when you die. 
uh, that the path is no doesn't even come close to actually connecting with the mountaintop picture in the background. I don't know if that's a design flaw. It's leading up to heaven. Uh, there's also a small mirror, which we assume is for some self-reflection exercises. Mm-hmm. There are a number of cards, and uh, there's some game pieces. I'm going to go ahead and distribute uh, to Adam and Cameron the cards and game pieces. Um, while I do a brief overview, because honestly, we don't know the rules of the game, and I'm not sure if you actually have to know the rules. We can just freelance it, but I'll give a brief overview of how this is supposed to work. The objective, to be the first player to end at at level 7... Choose to be happy. Sounds like a sci-fi thing. Move into Can tomorrow. Can I just choose to be happy right now? <laughs> no. And, oh. You have to have reach to your best. some kind of path yeah. to get there. Um, and after you do that, you move into tomorrow and begin living to your full potential. So it's important that you play the game. Okay, step one. <laughs> this is good. Okay, listen. This I'm actually reading the rules here. Find a room that is warm and comfortable. With a setting that will make players feel welcome. Uh Make sure everyone has a beverage and munchies. Oh, wait a second. (laughs) Um, I could make some kettle corn. (laughs) Place the game board and a writing pad within easy reach of all the players. Shuffle the Wonder Word cards. Tell me it comes with a writing pad. Adam, you need to deal seven Wonder Words cards to each of us. So we each have to have two Half Faith cards. Uh, and the, the purpose of those that they can uh, they can be used if a player cannot answer a challenge. All right, so we have game pieces. We have a writing pad. And we have our cards. Okay, each player takes a piece of paper from the writing pad and writes down the goal that he or she would like to reach. He or she also writes down his or her name on the back of the piece of paper. Each player folds their paper so the name can be read and places it in my miracle envelope. This envelope is placed under the board at tomorrow. It will come into play later. Hey, you know, guys, play along. Piece of paper? I encourage you. Yeah, you can. Uh, we're going to describe this in such a way that you can make your own game board. Just draw your own. <laughs> yeah. The youngest player goes first. Just so that's you. I will roll the die. And moving the correct number of spaces in the enlarger vision level, I draw... A enlarger vision card, and looking at the picture on it, search for images within the image. There are no correct or incorrect answers here in this visual challenge. If you can see a cat in a cloud, for example, point it out. It's okay to be original if you can justify what you see in the shape, shading lines, or color wait, of an wait, image. Wait, 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 wait. Suppose. So it's really luck of the die here. Who's the uh, Who's the arbiter of? What you can justify and what you can't. What if I say there is no way you see a cat in that cloud? Well, you're playing the you wrong game. You are a liar. Let's and you see the dice. You try to justify it to me, but you can't. Is this a game where everybody wins? Oh, uh, well, I have a feeling whoever rolls the highest numbers throughout the game. I have a feeling that, I mean, isn't it the whole point of this? Like, everybody leaves inspired and built up. So yes. why would there be a competitive thing where people walk away as losers? I'm going to leave here more inspired than any of you. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm going to leave here yeah. more inspired than any of oh, you. Oh, we shall see. I- I'm rolling, ladies. <laughs> five. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. Can you hand me in a larger vision, please, Adam? I guess I'll have to. Hmm. Strangely, I have seemed to pick up a picture of clouds in which I see a cat. So, <laughs> I, shabam! I challenge! <laughs> I defy you challenge. show me a cat. I do not I see a cat. Challenge. Show me a cat, and I'll <laughs> let you go on. Can right we challenge above? your vision? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, I, have, I got a picture of clouds, and there's clearly let a feline-like... 
uh, image right there under the old man smoking a pipe. Let me see that. <laughs> so, Adam, your turn. No, that's garbage. That's garbage. That's all right. That's keep a raccoon. I, I'm keeping this. <laughs> that's a raccoon. <laughs> that is a raccoon. You have to go back three spaces. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be here in a that's, long time. That's how the game's played, Jesse. Move your back. turn, Adam. So uh, hey, enlarge your vision card. Oh, you better believe I'll enlarge this vision all over your face. What do I see in these clouds? Seriously? Did you get clouds, too? Oh, yeah, I got clouds, but mine are a lot more wispy, so it's harder to see something. Um, when I turn it upside down, I see a Martian landscape. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I like it. Okay, my turn. Cat. I see uh, I have clouds, but mine looks like Old Faithful. Old it, Faithful it the does, Geyser. It does look like Old Faithful. See, so my vision was not oh. challenged. So yeah. Neither was mine, well, by the way. Well, I just found out how pointless um, <laughs> level one is because no matter what, we all are within one space of each other. We have to stop at the next space and repeat the exercise. You guys just want to skip it? Yeah. Okay. So we're going to move on to level two here, and we're all are dead even if you're just tuning in. <laughs> we're trying to do, why would they tune in 57 minutes into the podcast? It's impossible. It's not live. If you have some sort of odd shuffle gone awry in your iTunes. Yeah, if you just tuned in, go down to your Apple store immediately. <laughs> you have something wrong with your iTunes. Please reinstall. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing this is where the mirror comes into play. On no, level two, that's got to be the last action. No. Develop a healthy self-image. Yeah, on level two, players must look at themselves in the mirror as they make positive statements within 15 seconds time limit. Stop if, looking at yourself. He's he's cheating. Oh, jeez. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm if for, you cannot try complete, and be like the man in James who walks away from a mirror and forgets what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you cannot complete this challenge within 15 seconds. You lose a turn, unless you have one of the half-faith cards, which you receive two of at the beginning of the game. So, I'm going to go ahead and roll here. I am the youngest, and I rolled a four, which is a pretty good number. Mirror, please, Adam. Okay, you have 15 seconds. And we actually do have a, a clock right there, a sand clock. A sands of time. And the time It's a, it's a days of our lives clock. Jesse, you are devilishly handsome. Game. Oh, man. <laughs> Adam, man, you are up. He was quick on the draw with that. <laughs> I gotta say, I practice that, that every morning. Move two. Wow, this game is horrible. <laughs> I am. I have striking features, uh, and I would call myself classically handsome. Okay, and time <laughs> done. Done. You okay. actually you got two on that. So good. Good work there. Oh, so yeah. so it's the number of compliments more? in fifteen seconds. Oh no, no. I should to, I oh. should get to move ahead more. I don't think so. Give well, me the dice. well, you're wrong. So, so basically, rolling the dice is pointless. You've never even written down your thing. I will. I have a three. Move me three. Okay. And time's going, and I'm looking at myself. I really like your uh, scruffy beard. I like your new glasses. They. Uh, they're cool and the haircut the short haircut it it, it um it works i like your casual yet street smart style and <laughs> that's uh, time oh dang it, dang it. <laughs> no, i was gonna keep let him keep going <laughs> cameron you ran out of time a minute and a half ago i have a feeling i'm about to make it to develop a healthy self-image but let's see what the well, dice let's just, says let's just move up All right. to the next level okay well in order to make it from level two to level three a player must make a uh, make a statement about a positive self-image using any of the wonder cards okay okay so let's draw a wonder card here i'll go first okay. and let's see my wonder word is satisfy 
So you have to say something about yourself it, using, using word. the word satisfied. And okay. you can't use a variation like satisfying or satisfied. No. Go. Jesse, you, Go. you satisfy the listeners <laughs> like a Dr. Pepper will satisfy your thirst. That's wow. pretty good. Well, yeah, that yeah. was good. So, that was good. So you, I made you could it have gone somewhere very, very inappropriate. But I did. So. Really I, I, and I thought about it. That's for the outtakes version. I, I will probably. That's for the relevant podcast gonna, appropriate. at night. <laughs> yeah, right. after dark. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and roll. Why too? Why are you rolling? Then Adam have to say something using the Wonder Words. Yeah, we're all trying to get past this level. <laughs> oh, Adam, I hope that. Um, <laughs> it's a hope. I hope that people can overcome their like animal-like attraction to me enough to treat me as a brother in the Lord. That's good. That's good. Like and it. you barely made oh, it 15 just seconds. Just in the nick of time. Yeah. Here we go. Okay, you, my go. Really because I'm verbose. And my wonder word is create. Cameron, you create a good environment for others to be themselves and express their unique giftings and creativity. Wow. So I kind of wow. used an adaptation yeah. of the word I did that, too. End. I used it twice. Me and you should get a couple spaces. I think so, Adam. too. We should be at because level three and a half. Let's know, do it. Adam, you're, you're stuck back there, <laughs> and, and we're skipping your turn. <laughs> okay, so we are now on level three. This game goes so, fast. Yeah. We're <laughs> Can we play Monopoly or something after this? It's a fast-forward noise. Players are given a negative word that he or she must write down on a sheet of paper, then build positive words off in a crossword-like fashion. Play against the timer. you got 15 seconds to list a minimum of three positive words. If they cannot do this, the player loses a turn, unless they have the Have Faith card. And I rolled a two, so I'm not yet to level three. But in order to advance my roll, I have to use the word underwhelm and say at least three positive things about myself. I think this is this is actually a challenge. 15 seconds. Okay. Uh, in the N, I will go nice. For the D, I will go debonair. For the R, I will go rad. And for the L, I will go loving. And for the M, I will go magnificent. And that's more than three. Next level. What do we have to do? Are we, we are on level four? Yeah. Okay. Level four, we have uh, some questions on these cards. Uh, you have to read the question and answer it within the 15 seconds. My turn. I'll go. If you, you have to roll. Oh, well, you roll. You answer a card, but then you can pass. You can pass. If you want to use your have faith card, which we were given two of, you can use it. Okay. It's because kind of like a lifeline. It's limited. Exactly. I think all of us would like to make, make it through this under our own power without... Using hey, faith. They're there yeah. for a reason. I agree. Let's do it. All right. I'm more works um, driven. All right. Are, are you going to roll first? Got to roll. All right. I got a two, which isn't very good. Luckily, my question is if you could time travel and change history, what would you change? If I could time travel, I would go back and get the wheels in motion for a Terminator eye set in motion a lot closer than the 1980s when Terminator was made. So it's good. Oh, all right. Bingo. Yeah, that's a good one. Adam. All right. Here we go. Five. Five. That's, that's good. not bad at all. That's not bad. Do you have a drunk drawer at home? If so, what's in it? Well, one of the items is a slingshot whittled for me by an African child. Oh, that's touching and socially oh, relevant. Wow, you're so good, Adam. That's good. Well, what can I say? All right. I'm not going to let my go turn. Of the past on that one. Roll. Cameron rolled a four. Four. All right. My question is: Is there a song that you particularly dislike because it reminds you of a bad period in your life? Mm. Well. That is really tough for me, so I'm going to pass and use one of my half-faith cards. Oh. My half-faith card is, see yourself as God sees you, as a winner, 
an overcomer. That's a quote by Joel Osteen. Hmm. Okay, oh, thank you very much. All right, so there you go. Thanks, Joel. Thank you. All right, so we're going to feel go. a lot better about myself. Yeah. No, that's me. I'm a winner. And well, it just, you know. If I'm a winner, that means you guys are losers. Oh, well. If I won, you've yeah, lost. Yeah, by that, by that rationale, yeah, that makes me feel pretty horrible. So, if you're just catching in, we are deadlocked. It is a, it is a gridlock at level five. <laughs> As we keep <laughs> skipping ahead. At level five, players read a statement about a famous person who faced adversity. Um... <laughs> You know, bankrupt three times, ridiculed in school, and said to be a poor artist. Walt Disney faced a lot of adversity, but it succeeded. Uh-huh. Discuss Ex- amongst yeah. yourselves his rampant anti-Semitism. <laughs> Explain how you faced adversity and succeeded. <laughs> All right, I have Lucille Ball was studying to be an actress in 1927 when she was told, try any other profession, you wouldn't make it in this one. <laughs> Tell about a time when negative feedback provided you with positive motivation. Actually, I'll talk about Lucille Ball because I never found her to be that funny. And if I was her husband, Ricky, then I don't know if I could put up with her screaming. All right. Well, <laughs> I think that that was successful. Lucy, you go. <laughs> Six as you well. know they divorced. Did they? Yes. I didn't know that. I apologize. All right. I apologize to the family. Because apparently Lucy he Ball. couldn't put up with their I was either. talking about their sitcom family. I didn't even know they were married in real life. Yeah. Well, how about that? American author, poet, and philosopher Ralph Waldo Emerson said, When it is dark enough, you can see the stars. Uh, talk about how Ralph Waldo Emerson is vastly overrated as a poet. Stop it. Read the real question. Have you ever gained clarity as a result of trying times? If so, share your experience. No. No. All right. <laughs> all, right roll, all right. My roll. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I got a two. First Lady Betty Ford faced an intervention in, in 1978. Her husband and children confronted her alcohol dependence. Rather than hide her problem, Mrs. Ford revealed it to the world and helped found the Betty Ford Center. Can you think of a time when you also had alcohol addiction? No. Can you think of a time when you had to make a courageous admission? Honestly, I can't. Because I've, I've actually hidden, I've hidden everything pretty well. All right, so <laughs> my half faith, I'm now out of them, is God works where there's an attitude of faith. Joel Osteen. Huh. So apparently all these are Joel Osteen quotes. Yeah. God right, works where there's an whatever. attitude of faith. I, I believe that. Yep. You know what? I'm so inspired by your half faith. I'm going to move you up to catch you up with me and Adam. Thank you. I appreciate that. And so we're now on level six. We're now on level six. Where but, we have to give. Um, There's no cards for level six. How shall we do it? Well, that's because we all filled out the miracle cards at the beginning of the game, which I'm just about to finish. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first player to reach reads the miracle cards, which, you know, I was so inspired by the Joel Osteen quote that you read that I think you should be the one to read the miracle cards, Cameron. All right, I'll read them. At this time, the players take each other's goals and write down a potential promise on each goal Not a promise, a it. potential promise. That's right. I might promise this. A potential promise is a promise to assist the winner of the game to reach the goal. So, uh, and the poten- and the full potential. Of their so, life. what if one of you wrote that I need ten thousand dollars to uh, travel to Europe this summer, and I have to write down a potential promise <laughs> to help you to do that? Yes. Yeah, that's how it's coordinated. I'm, hey, it's I'm writing, have, so it's contractually binding. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you just reach level six first because we're because of inspiration. 
Um, so what? And and there's one more roll off dice to the end to level seven and an exciting finish. Now, do we need pieces of paper so we can write down this promise? Oh yeah. No, I think you write on this, don't you? Yeah, you I read it and give them back. Yeah. All right, so let's let's read. Um, okay, my immediate goal is so and so. You don't know who wrote this. So the thing is, is you take this and you write down a potential promise to this anonymous yeah. person. Right, so I'm reading the immediate goal is, and then at the bottom of this piece of paper it says, "I promise to help reach your goal by dot dot dot." So, all right, the first one says, uh, "My immediate goal is dot 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 to learn to fly unaided by machinery." Okay, mm. that's that's one. Uh, secondly, my immediate goal is dot 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 to eat a hot dog. <laughs> and number three is my immediate goal is to stop playing this game. Mm. So now I'll hand them back, and at the bottom of the paper it says, "I promise to help reach your goal by dot dot dot." And so we'll fill in something. Sure. Okay. All right. So okay. Now here's the responses. My immediate goal is to stop playing this game. I promise to help reach your goal by leaving the room. That's oh, good. That's, that's, that's good. good. I appreciate that. It's a potential promise. It's though. a potential promise. My immediate goal is to learn to fly unaided by machinery. I promise to help reach your goal by not actively trying to kill you. That's, that's good. Nice. That, that is. That, that will I, help them. I appreciate that. Yeah. That's nice of them. Uh, my immediate goal is to eat a hot dog. And the promise to help reach your goal is by helping you. <laughs> so it's a little bit generic. But, but, you know. but hey, this is a game about being nice. <laughs> Finally. It's not about winning or losing or making sense. (laughs) (laughs) Which none of it has. Um, And finally, we are on level seven. This is getting exciting. Now we're above the mountain. We are are going... We're beyond the precipice. Skyward. In level seven, players are asked to make... Wait a second, wait a second. We've learned to fly unaided by machinery. (laughs) And there's... Is that a hot dog in the air? <laughs> this is Our creepy. miracle is here for today. Yeah, and we're, we're about close to, to the end yeah, of the game. Yeah, we're about to stop playing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> I couldn't. I this is like I a Ouija board. I am uplifted. I'm, I'm freaked out. <laughs> How did it know? And <laughs> <In> level seven, <clears throat> players are asked to make statements and tell stories about things that make them happy. Oh. A player must, take, must make a statement or tell a story according to the instructions on the card. And of course, the have faith card is always in play if you have them. Cameron does not. <laughs> to move from the end of the level seven and begin living your full potential tomorrow, a player must make a statement about being happy. So you're doomed if you can't do this. So let's go ahead and have everyone take two rolls. First one to get to the finish wins. Okay, to win, you read it first, and yeah. then we determine a second yeah. and third. So basically, so first I'm and just second cutting out loser. I'm just, I'm just rolling twice. Well, I'm rolling. I roll a two. It's That's not, not looking very good. It's no. not looking good. All right, Adam, your turn. Oh, holy cow. Adam comes out of the gate. He is one space away from being in his best life. I got a three. Three. I got a three. Now, if I roll a higher than a four... I win the game. So right, it seems like you have the advantage by having gone first well, because the most you can roll is a six. So, but he doesn't. Uh, he he chokes. Got he a two. Lose. Yeah, got okay, a two. If I roll higher than a one, <laughs> no. If you roll a one, you're good too. Yeah, yeah. That's a <laughs> one or higher. If I if, so, if if I don't roll a zero, if it magically lands on its side, you four. lose. One, two, three, four. Adam, congratulations. Wait, wait. I have to... Uh, oh, yeah. What's yours? What are you doing? <laughs> He's staring a long, at me. awkward uh, pause. Okay, it worked. It said, look at the person to your left until he or she 
smiles or laughs? I didn't smile. I was very disturbed. Pretty, it was kind you of a actually went smile. <laughs> Nervous. It was it was a nervous laugh. Yeah, but you laughed nonetheless. Yeah, I think he won. (laughs) Well, okay. Now we're playing for second place. Yeah. Now it's my turn. Roll me. I got to get a one, two, three, four. I got to get a four four. or more. Oh, Uh, two. All right. Jesse's up. He's got to get get a three three or or higher. I'm reaching heaven before Cameron. 2007. Three. Welcome home. My good and faithful. But we're going to tie because you just went first. If I get yeah, two. Yeah, roll again. I, I think I won. No. I, I, we tied. Uh, wait okay. a second. You have to do whatever's on there. Oh, you yeah. May not, you may not. Certain belief makes, makes us happy. Finish this sentence with something that makes you happy. I believe. He's choking. <sighs> have faith, card. Shoo. <laughs> <laughs> God didn't make you to be average, Joel Osteen. You're right, Joel. Hey, no, I tied. I played the game. All right. Yeah. Let's no, complete. Roll it. me. Roll me. Yeah. I gotta go. You have a three. Think of a time when maintaining your excellent integrity resulted in making you happy. Integrity never makes anyone <sighs> Hold happy. Hold on. I, I think the clock. Hold on. Give him, Hold on. Give him some time. <sighs> he might. Hold on. I can't. And I don't have any half faith cards left. Oh jeez, <laughs> I, I can't. Hold on, hold on. I need to have. No. Are you sure? And I that's oh, time. Gosh, I couldn't think of anything. Straight any, to hell. I could not think of any time when maintaining my excellent integrity <laughs> resulted in making me happy. Well, I lose. You are does. doomed. Curse you, Joel Osteen. <laughs> you are doomed. You and your difficult board game of. <laughs> Self defeat. Yeah, Cameron losing. is actually thinking of giving up his faith. Now. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm thinking of giving up my inspiration. Yeah, and my uh, those happy story. Self, that happy story. That was a lie. Me centered Christianity. I'm giving that up. Man, <laughs> you. Wow. I and I am. I am absolutely disillusioned by American me first Christianity. I, I that's it. Then I'm this, done with it. This game has failed. <laughs> I'm done with it. <laughs> you were supposed to donate after I, playing this. I am shocked and appalled to hear that because Jesse. I'm done with it. I I don't know about you, but I feel very encouraged to focus. You know on what myself. the creepy part is, though, Cameron. You actually did get your wish, and we're stopped playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody made my miracle come true. Yeah. So, so wait, your faith you is restored. To, so ultimately, I won. <laughs> yeah. So maybe, maybe because we're not we're the... not flying and we're not eating hot dogs. <laughs> so I won the lightning round. <laughs> when, it, when it all mattered, you won. That was definitely worth worth forty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to apologize to anybody who actually has made it this far in the yeah, podcast. Yeah, who's still listening. I, I really hope <laughs> any of you with self-respect stopped yeah. when we uh, said we're about to play a game of your best life now. I hope that was the Maybe end. Maybe they're on a really, really long car ride. I don't care. I think staring out the window <laughs> would be better than... Yeah. Listening to static. <laughs> where where the music just comes through every once in a while just enough to be annoying having someone puncture your eardrum with an ice pick soaked in lemon juice would be slightly no better. I'd probably do that yeah, I'd probably play this I'd probably again. play the game <laughs> to each their own I guess that'll do it for this week's edition of the podcast tune in next week when we'll have much much better things for you to listen to and please don't give up or unsubscribe to the podcast because of what we just did I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Am Smith. We'll see you next week, we hope. I'll be thinking about you.
Relevant Podcast. Anytime, anywhere.